You're listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis of Calvary Chapel San Clemente on today's edition. You see, in the Bible, Israel is the bride of God, the wife of God. But you and I, we are referred to as the bride of Christ. We've been betrothed to Jesus. We belong to Him. And we're awaiting the return of the bridegroom. And the life that we live here on earth is simply a time of preparation. Before a wedding takes place, there are many things that must first be prepared. Of course, there's things like the venue, the decorations, and the food that's to be served. But there's also the wedding party. You have the groom and the groomsmen that get fixed up in their tuxes and the bridesmaid in their dresses. But the most important preparation that must take place is that of the bride. Pastor Holland reminds us in today's message that we are the bride of Christ, preparing for his soon return. Let's join Pastor Holland in the book of Isaiah chapter 43 as he continues his message, Waiting in the Wilderness. Idolatry to God is adultery. That's what he calls it. You're cheating on me. You're cheating on me with another God. By the way, all addictions are idolatry. Every single one of them. It's worshiping a false God. Worshiping another God. And God calls it adultery. Remember, Israel had experienced the mighty power of God defeating Jericho. But one man decided to be unfaithful to God. And Israel, at this point, is betrothed. They're betrothed to God. They've made a promise. They've entered into a covenant. I belong to God. And God desires for Israel to call him husband. That's his intent. He's declared it openly. I want to have one of the most intimate relationships I can have with you. Marriage is the most intimate relationship we can have in this life. That's what God wanted with us. And Israel rejected it the first day that they were in the promised land. One more thing I want to add about the betrothal. During the betrothal, the groom would go away and prepare a place for the bride. He would go to his father's house and usually build a large room addition or build a little place for them to live. And when that was done, when the place was ready, then the bridegroom would return and get his bride and bring her back to the place that he promised to give her. So what did God promise to give to Israel? The promised land. And so as Israel is in this time of waiting, what is God doing? God is preparing the promised land for them. And God has told them it's a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a really nice place. In fact, Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 43, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. 
they shall declare my praise. So God says, listen, I am preparing this beautiful place for you. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. It's going to be a land of abundance, a land of blessing. You're going to love it so much, you're going to tell everybody about it. You see, that's what it says when it says, they will declare my praise. That doesn't mean that they're going to walk around singing, how great is our God. That's not what he's talking about. They're talking about how good God is. When we declare the praise of God, that doesn't mean we're like, you know, sound of music. We're walking through the fields and all of a sudden, my heart is alive, you know, and you start breaking out in a song in the middle of Albertsons. That's not what he's talking about. It means that your heart is so filled with what God has done that it just comes out of you. It just happens. You just start talking about it. Oh, man, the Lord really blessed me today. He did. What did he do? And then you just start declaring his praise. That's what he's talking about. He says, you're going to love this. You're going to tell everyone what I've done for you. Jeremiah in Jeremiah 13, 11 says, Cling to me that you may become my people for renown, for praise, and for glory. For renown, for praise, and for glory. That word renown means that everyone is going to be talking about you. Everyone's going to be talking about what, how great your God is. And that was the thing about Israel. Everyone knew the God of Israel. Everyone was afraid of the God of Israel because everyone knew that the God of Israel had power, and he would defeat all the other gods. They wanted to be on the side of Israel. That was God's renown. But then it says his praise. As I said, you're going to tell the world what I've done for you. The world's going to see what I've done for you, and that's going to be the renown. They're going to talk about you, but you're going to praise. You're going to talk about what I've done for you. And then it says here, and for glory. What is glory speaking about? It's speaking about being elevated being elevated through an encounter with the power of God. And when you experience God's power, it raises you up and it shines through you. It shines through you because of what God has done. You know, it's that radiance. I remember when I first came to Jesus, I think my face must have glowed or something because people would come up to me and say, wow, your face is so shiny. And uh, so I went home and, you know, I thought, wow, my face is shiny. And so I thought, how do I keep the shine going? I was like Moses, you know, how do I keep it going? So I put Vaseline, and I stand in the light, and I kind of try to put, I was weird. And so um, I needed help. And, uh, and, so, and so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, like, how do you keep this shiny thing going on? I had no concept of what the glory of God was. But it's that the glory of God that shines through you. It's his presence that shines through you. And so it's renowned. People are talking about what God has done for you. It's praise. You're talking about what God's from you. And when people see you, they see the light of God shining through you. That's what you're made for. That's who you are. That's what you're about as a person of God. And if there's anything quenching that in your life, get rid of it. If there's anything keeping the light of God from shining through you, get rid of it. Let it be gone, because you were made for something more. Glory is speaking of that elevation that, that happens to an encounter with the power of God when God sets you free. And so catch the picture here. 
Israel is referred to as the bride of God. They're the bride of God. God is the husband. They are the wife in Hosea. They've entered into covenant. God is their God. They are God's people set apart only for him. And God promises to bring them into a place, a land that he's been preparing for them since the time of Abraham. Think about that. When was the promise given? In Genesis to Abraham. And hundreds of years later, God is telling them, I'm going to bring you into this place that I've prepared for you. This land flowing with milk and honey, I'm going to give it to you. Hundreds of years he's been doing this, preparing this land for them. But they're not yet there. They're not yet in the land. They're betrothed to God, but they're not yet consummated the marriage. And in between is the wilderness, the place of preparation, where they're waiting for the groom to return to take them to the promised land. And as they're waiting for the groom to return, they're being tested and given the opportunity to be elevated, to grow. What does that sound like? That sounds like you and I in life today. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. You see, in the Bible, Israel is the bride of God, the wife of God. But you and I, we are referred to as the bride of Christ. We've been betrothed to Jesus. We belong to him. And we're awaiting the return of the bridegroom. And the life that we live here on earth is simply a time of preparation. It's a time of transition It's a time where we have the opportunity to grow into what we were created to be, which is to have that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And since Jesus ascended to heaven, he's been preparing a place for you and for I. Now think about this. He made this world in seven days. He's been gone for hundreds of years. Imagine what that place is going to be like. When we get there, Worship Life Radio with Holland Davis will continue right after this. Hi, this is Holland Davis, and I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in San Clemente. And I just want to take a moment and invite you to come and visit us at one of our Sunday morning services or to our midweek Bible study. Calvary Chapel San Clemente is a Jesus people community right here in the city of San Clemente, California. You know, we identify with our roots in the Jesus movement because that's where I came to Christ. And of course, that's where Calvary Chapel was born. 
When you come to our church, you're going to find a church that loves to worship the Lord with song. We love to study God's word verse by verse, and we love to share the love of God with other people. If that's the kind of church you're looking for, consider visiting us. You can find out all about us online at calvarysancomeni.org. We look forward to worshiping with you soon, and may God richly bless you. Now, let's continue with today's edition of Worship Life Radio. And here we are waiting, waiting for the return of the bridegroom. And like Israel, this is the place where our faith is tested. Not to expose how bad we are, not to expose our unbelief, although those things will be exposed, but to give us the opportunity to grow into something bigger to give us the opportunity to draw near to God, to give us the opportunity to experience his power because we're no longer single. We're no longer of this world, but we're not yet married. We're not, the relationship has not yet been consummated. That is awaiting us. That day is ahead of us. The marriage is incomplete. And John says in 1 John chapter 3, Beloved, now we are the children of God, and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. He's coming back for us. Now I want to leave you with this parable of the 10 virgins in Matthew 25. And I want to look at it in terms of the understanding that we've just come to in the scriptures. Matthew 25, it's about 10 brides waiting for the groom to return. They're not 10 bridesmaids that are attending a bride. They are 10 brides. Five are wise, five are foolish. The number five is the number of grace. And so these are brides that have experienced the grace of God. They've had an encounter with the grace of God. But when they went out to meet the bridegroom, it says the five foolish took no oil with them. Only the five wise took oil in their vessels. Oil represents the spirit, the work of the spirit, the power of the spirit in our lives. And so five, the five wise brides, relied upon the power of the Holy Spirit. They were led by the Spirit. But the five foolish relied on the power of their own flesh, the power of their own strength, their reputation, their accomplishments, their successes. The lamps represent the illumination that comes from the Spirit of God in our lives. Five of them were living in the illumination of the Spirit. Five of them were just living in the illumination of their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own understandings. And while the bridegroom was delayed, they all fell asleep. But at midnight, when the bridegroom was announced that he was coming, And for those of you, if you've been paying attention to our studies, you understand that midnight is a significant time in the scriptures. 
And it always points back to redemption with the arrival of Messiah. Going all the way back, when did Passover happen? At midnight. That's when Messiah came, the deliverer, the redeemer. And so midnight always has to do with the arrival of Messiah or bridegroom. And at midnight, the virgins got up, prepared their lamps, but the five foolish had no oil. They went to the five wise, give us some oil. We can't give you any oil. We need the oil. And they went to go buy oil, but while they were gone, the bridegroom came. And the Bible says that when they got back and they realized the bridegroom came, they went to where the wedding feast was and said, hey, let us in. And they said, it's too late. You missed it. The bridegroom came and you weren't prepared. The bridegroom is coming. Are you ready? He's on his way. His appearing is nearer than ever before. Are you relying on the power of the flesh or are you relying on the power of the spirit? Are you still struggling with the flesh? Or have you surrendered yourself completely to the spirit? Are you worshiping false gods, idols that have no power to heal you or to help you? Or are you worshiping at the feet of the one true and living God who says your sins are forgiven, who is giving you the power of his Holy Spirit. And the Bible says if this same spirit that rose Christ from the dead lives in you, it brings life to your body. It releases life to you. During our time in this wilderness, our faith is going to be tested but it's an opportunity to grow into something greater. And the choice is yours. You can descend into your desires, give in to your flesh, or you can say yes to Jesus and be lifted up, be drawn near to him. And here's what I love about what God says. You draw near to me, I will draw near to you. But do you know what the metrics of that is you take your little baby toe and you take a little step forward with your little baby toe he comes running from the other side of the world just to get to you you just have the thought i want to draw near to god god is going to draw near to you that is how ready he is to draw near to us more than we want to draw near to him, he wants to draw near to us. And that's what the book of Numbers is about. Us positioning ourselves to have the most intimate relationship we could ever have with God himself. That's what he desires for you. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for your spirit that's been speaking to us. I want to thank you, Lord, for your word that reveals your intent, your desires towards us. Lord, as we go through this 
time of testing, this life. He said we're going to have tribulation. That, Lord, we would see them as opportunities to experience your power. That we would see every temptation as an opportunity to experience your grace, your forgiveness, and to be elevated, to be lifted up, to draw near to you. Lord, and I pray for those that have given themselves over to other gods. They've worshiped at the altars of other gods. That today would be a day when they would renounce all other allegiances and give themselves completely to you. Lord, and for those of us that are looking for the appearing of the bridegroom who are ready, Lord, that we would be filled with great joy and anticipation and also with the understanding that time is short and there's so many people that need to know you and that you would use us, give us divine appointments to share your love. It doesn't matter if you have prayed this prayer in the past, but you've been bowing the knee to other gods. You've been like the five foolish virgins. And you want to surrender your life to Jesus. You can pray this prayer and mean it with all your heart. Say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I renounce my allegiance to all other gods. I will serve only you. Forgive me for breaking your law. Forgive me for relying on my own power, my own strength. I need your power. I need your strength. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, I'm going to pray another prayer over you. And say now, in the name of Jesus, every power that has laid claim onto these lives, your right is revoked. You have to release them. They belong to God. And be gone. Do not return. In Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, we want you to know how special you are to us. But more importantly, we want you to know how special you are to God. God loves you. And he gave everything for you so that you could have eternal life. His son Jesus died on the cross for your sins so that you could be forgiven and you could know that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Why don't you pray this simple prayer, mean it with all your heart, and make that decision to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. To say, Jesus, I surrender to you. 
Forgive me for living my life without you. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want to live for you. Forgive me for breaking your law and fill me with your Holy Spirit and give me the power to live for you all the days of my life. And if you pray that prayer, you can have the assurance that you're going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. And I look forward to spending that eternity with you. You've been listening to Worship Life Radio with Pastor Holland Davis. As we wrap up today's message, we want to give you the opportunity to partner with us in this ministry. Our radio broadcast is, in a way, a virtual mission field. We're praying that every time a message is shared, someone's heart is drawn to Jesus. Would you join us in lifting up your fellow listeners to the Lord? Ask God to protect them and draw them closer each moment they listen. There's one other way you can partner with us. Would you prayerfully consider financially supporting Worship Life Radio? Every amount given, no matter the size, will be used to spread the gospel message, and we're so grateful for it. You can find out more and donate securely online at calvarysanclemente.org. Just click on Give. We're so thankful for your consideration in partnering with us here at Worship Life Radio. If you live in or near the San Clemente area, we'd love to have you join us for worship at Calvary Chapel San Clemente. We meet every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 10.30 a.m., and we have a Bible study on Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Come for a time of singing praises to God, learning more from the Bible, and being in community with brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're unable to come in person, that's okay. You can still be a part of church by streaming our services online through our website. Find out more at calvarysanclemente.org. We hope you'll join us again as Pastor Holland will continue teaching through the book of Numbers here on Worship Life Radio. Every one of us is on a journey of grace. God wants you to be free and full of joy. Pastor Holland's message series, A Journey of Grace, will help you discover how to live the abundant life that Jesus promises to give you today. Order your personal copy of A Journey of Grace at worshipliferadio.com.